0: Welcome to Premier Pain Talk, a podcast dedicated to expanding awareness about treatment options for people in pain. Each week, host Dr. Michael Danko from Premier Pain Treatment Institute in Cincinnati, Ohio will discuss cutting-edge treatments for pain management that are improving the quality of life for those suffering from chronic pain. Tune in now to learn more about how to relieve pain and restore your life. Hello and welcome to this episode of Premier Pain Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Danko with Premier Pain Treatment Institute in Cincinnati, Ohio. We're recording this podcast in August uh, and that the spirit of football season kicking off, we're going to discuss uh, one of the most common injuries to the low back, which is a lumbar disc herniation or, or a herniated disc. So what is a lumbar disc? Uh, the disc is your is your shock absorber, your cushion in your spine. And you have discs that are between each of the vertebral bodies or bones in the, in the spinal column. Uh, the disc is uh, kind of like a jelly donut. It's got an out, uh, outer layer that is hard and fibrous. Uh, and then inside is the, is the gelatinous material called the nucleus pulposus that uh, is, a, is the cushion allows the, some of the shock absorbing qualities of the disc. Uh, What happens with a a herniated disc is that uh, through an injury uh, or through weakening of the outer wall over time, um, the disc will bulge or or herniate uh, and that uh, gelatinous material in the middle will push towards uh, the outer wall, whether that's the the central canal or whether that's uh, more off to the side towards a nerve root. And it'll cause symptoms uh, such as pain, numbness, uh, tingling, if you have a really significant herniation. Uh, that can cause uh, weakness or can cause bowel or bladder problems. And, and uh, if you start to have those what we we'll call neurological symptoms, such as uh, bowel or bladder incontinence uh, or significant weakness uh, or really significant numbness, we generally recommend getting checked out in the emergency room quickly to make sure that uh, there's not uh, permanent nerve damage is going to happen from that compression. It, but most common herniation is people have pain that's in their back, uh, and it usually radiates down the leg. Uh, it often has some tingling associated with it. Uh, and, uh, and typically, this can be managed um, as an outpatient and doesn't require an urgent visit to the, to the emergency room unless your pain is, is really uncontrollable. Uh, there are grades or different variations of herniation, as I mentioned before, and, the, and the kind of a bulge uh, is the is the most basic, uh, up through something called an extrusion, in which a piece of the disc actually breaks off. Now, when you ha- when you uh, have an injury, let's say you're playing football and and uh, you all of a sudden feel a pop in your back, and you have those symptoms that I mentioned before, uh, the most commonly the, the the pain in the back is going to go away. Uh, that's actually the most common route, uh, and through Rest uh, through icing it or or maybe a heating pad, Uh, anti-inflammatory medications. A lot of times these symptoms will go away uh, in a short period of time. Um, Now, if you have a a more significant herniation and you're having uh, some of the radiating pain and the the tingling, like I mentioned, uh, sometimes this is not adequate. You may go see your your medical provider, oftentimes your primary care doctor, uh, who may give you uh, a more prescription strength, anti-inflammatory medication. They may also give you a pack of oral steroid medication uh, to try to reduce inflammation in the area. Uh, may also give you muscle relaxants uh, to help relax the muscles and some of the spasms that that are often associated with the herniated disc. Uh, And then uh, if these symptoms are not really working, uh, at the same time, they'll they'll also uh, generate um, an order or referral to physical therapy. Uh, Physical therapy, is often um, very effective for, for low back pain and, and these acute uh, episodes of back pain, uh, such as with a herniated disc. Often uh, this would be a four to six week course of therapy where you'll go to the physical therapist uh, two to three times per week uh, to, to have them perform certain exercises. Uh, and uh, if you uh, look, are a subscriber to our podcast, you can look back at some of our earlier episodes and, and one of our earlier episodes with a great physical therapist that I know named, uh, Drew Burchett, uh, and he gave a great overview of this. So um, feel free to, to um, check out that episode and, and uh, learn a whole lot more about what physical therapy options there are for low back pain. But uh, if the, the physical therapy after four to six weeks is not effective, the next step is generally to order an MRI scan of the, of the lumbar spine. Uh, and you'll, and this uh, is a, a, a test where uh, you go to um, Imaging facility, and they will um, put you in the, the MRI scanner, which is a, which is a tube with a really strong magnet, um, and it will generate pictures of your spine. Uh, and we can uh, get a lot of detail about what's going on with the with the with the the discs in the spine, and, and look at and see if there's uh, compression on a, on a particular nerve, uh, or if there's compression in the in the central canal. Um, and uh, we can also look at other other issues that might be going with the spine as well. Uh, for some some people, you are unable to have an MRI scan um, for due to um, other medical conditions or, or or implantations you might have in, or, or if you're significantly claustrophobic and you're unable to um, be in the MRI scanner. Uh, in those scenarios, uh, a lot of times we can figure out what's going on with the with the CAT scan. Uh, it's just a CAT scan just doesn't provide the same level of detail and, and ability to, to to really look at the herniation as well as an MRI scan. Uh, now after you have that. MRI scan and and physical therapy is not effective. Uh, Very commonly, um, if you're continuing to have pain, you'll be referred to a a pain management specialist like myself uh, for something called an epidural steroid injection. Uh, So an epidural steroid injection is much different than an epidural that you might have that you're, if you're a female, um, that you might have if you're having a baby. Um, And an epidural that you have when you're having a baby, this is a uh, an injection where they, they insert a catheter into something called the epidural space and they'll in, infuse numbing medication uh, uh, to block your labor contractions and to, and to numb your belly. Um, that is a much different scenario than, than an epidural injection for low back pain. Uh, an epidural injection for low back pain, you'll come into an outpatient clinic such as uh, uh, one like we have at uh, PPTI uh, and you'll uh, be positioned on uh, laying uh, on your belly and we'll Place a, a machine called a fluoroscope over top of you and we'll take pictures of your low back um, and we'll use those x-rays of the low back to guide needle placement uh, of uh, to where the herniated disc is and in that epidural space instead of a, a whole bunch of numbing medicine to block labor contractions. Uh, in this scenario, we'll inject uh, a corticosteroid um, and sometimes a, a small amount of numbing medication uh, into that area to try to reduce the inflammation right there where the herniation is going on. Um, for the epidural steroid injections, um, if you have um, uh, inadequate relief with the first injection, and this is an acute uh, low back pain issue, uh, within two weeks, we may try a second epidural steroid injection to try to provide a, uh, an additional dose of anti-inflammatory medication to, to relieve the symptoms. Um, in... in a good response to the epidural injection uh, it can take your this pain away uh, completely, uh, or at uh, the bare minimum, may, uh, a really good response to an epidural would be at least 50% relief of your symptoms for at least three months. Uh, now, uh, a, uh, a significant outcome is, is often going to provide much more relief than that. And at that point, when you get uh, relief of your pain and, and some of the numbness and other things have, have resolved... Uh, then you need to continue to do uh, the exercises that you learned in physical therapy so you can strengthen your spine and, and your and your core muscles um, and try to get a really nice strong spine uh, to help prevent this from coming back in the future uh, this is also a great time to when you start feeling better to to start a light exercise routine and to uh, if you are overweight it's a it's a great opportunity to to get a diet started so when with some diet and exercise you can Lose some of the weight, uh, then strengthen your spine with those exercises, and then hopefully prevent this from coming back in the future. Um, If you have uh, a recurrence and it's been at least three months, uh, we'll typically uh, try an epidural steroid injection again to try to uh, relieve the inflammation and pain again. Um, If the epidural injections aren't aren't providing uh, sustained relief for you, uh, then we start looking at a more durable solution. Uh, at Premier Pain Treatment Institute, um, we have a procedure that we offer for our patients called a percutaneous discectomy. Um, so, this is a, a procedure where uh, we uh, do a minimally invasive procedure t- to remove a, a small portion of the disc to take pressure off of the nerve uh, and also do a, a um, ablation-type heat treatment on the inside of the disc uh, to, for the uh, something um called the annulus of the disc, uh, that is treated with the procedure. Uh, and that, this is a, a outpatient procedure that um, typically has one to two weeks of recovery associated with it, and, and uh, it's quite effective. In the, in the scenario where this is, doesn't adequately um, relieve the pressure from that disc herniation, doesn't uh, relieve all of your symptoms, or if your insurance uh, does not recognize that procedure as, as something that allows this part of your medical policy, um, then we will refer you to a, a uh, spine surgeon, either an orthopedic or a neurosurgeon, uh, to be evaluated for a, uh, a discectomy that, that accompanied by uh, what's called a hemilaminectomy. Uh, in that scenario, uh, a small piece of the, of the lamina, which is a bone in the back of the spine, uh, is removed uh, to be able to get uh, some additional decompression and create more space, uh, along with uh, taking out a piece of the disc to take the pressure off the nerve. Uh, this is a also can be a very effective surgery and uh, uh, is durable and has a lot of long term data about it. Uh, but it's typically performed by by a spine surgeon because of that laminectomy procedure. Uh, if you should fail to ha- uh, have adequate relief with with decompression of the of the area and and uh, reduction of the disc herniation. Uh, there may be additional surgical options that I would, uh, you know, really defer that to a, a spine surgeon to talk about in more detail, so they can give you all the best options they have. Uh, but we also have a treatment and uh, pain management called spinal cord stimulation. Uh, spinal cord stimulation is a uh, implantable device to block the pain uh, coming from the back and the leg. Uh, this has a trial procedure, so it, it, a, a temporary electrode um, or two electrodes are, are in, uh, inserted into the uh, thoracic spine uh, and into that epidural space that I mentioned earlier, uh, and the, and the, um, the stimulator is used to, to test out for seven days, uh, more or less, whether this can effectively block the pain and the other symptoms that you're having related to your herniated disc. Uh, so this is really a trial period where at the end of the end of the seven days you get to say, uh, yes, this was very successful. I, my pain was significantly better, I was sleeping better, my mood was better, I was more active, I, w- I was doing things that I wanted to do. Really? Th- this, this really changed my my functional outcome and, and shows that this is gonna be a durable way to provide pain relief for me. Uh, and at the end of the at the end of the trial, if, if it was successful, um then, then there is a minor outpatient surgery to implant um, the system. So the, there's there are other than the temporary trial trial leads that are that are removable um, right after the trial. Um, there is no surgery with the trial procedure. But then when it is successful and you need to have a way to provide power to it long term, we do surgically implant those leads and we implant a a small battery to be able to power the device. Uh, for those of you who are really unfamiliar with this therapy, um, you may be familiar with something called a pacemaker. Now, pacemaker is used in in cardiology in, in the cardiac space uh, to help regulate the heart rhythm uh, in this scenario a, a, uh, a device is implanted to tell the heart this is how it's supposed to beat and, th- and this is the rhythm it's supposed to beat and then it, um, if it, uh, uh, it should get out of rhythm there sometimes they have a, a feature on there called where you can, where it can shock the heart back into rhythm uh, and, and often in this scenario there is a battery that is implanted that provide power to it long term um, just like uh, just like with the spinal cord simulator. Now, uh, spinal cord simulator, you know, we're not trying to shock the spine back into rhythm. Uh, mm-hmm. We're just simply trying to um, regulate the impulses coming from that area of the spinal cord and trying to block the pain and uh, and other symptoms that you're having associated with your with your pain. And, and we typically call this pain radiculopathy. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of great options, you know. Hopefully, if you have a herniated disc that, that you fall into that initial category that I mentioned, that uh, that it is transient and, and acute and, and goes away with uh, uh, with some some rest and, and uh, conservative measures. Uh, but if the if those symptoms are lasting more than than a month or two, then I, I think it's time to be to be talking to your provider about a referral to a pain management specialist to see if we can get this these symptoms under control. Uh, permanently. Uh, and uh, as I mentioned before, we have several steps. We start with the, m- the more conservative options and then work towards more definitive solutions like the surgical options I mentioned. Um, but if a surgery can't fix the problem permanently, uh, we do have a great option called a spinal cord stimulator that, that is uh, uh, FDA approved uh, for this particular problem and uh, very effective as well. All right. So that was about 14, 15 minutes on, on treatment of uh, disc herniations. Uh, And go uh, go out there, uh, have fun, play football. Hopefully you don't get injured. Um, And then if you're like me, let's watch our favorite football players on the field and not actually play ourselves. And uh, thank you for turning to this episode. Uh, And subscribe to Premier Pain Talk to hear more of our podcast content. And thank you for listening. This is Dr. Michael Danko with Premier Pain Treatment Institute. Our website is www.premierpaintreatment.com. Uh, And then our office number is 513-454-7246. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Premier Pain Talk, where we understand your pain and share solutions that can improve your quality of life. This episode is brought to you by Premier Pain Treatment Institute, which has convenient Cincinnati area locations in Loveland, Mount Orb, and Hillsboro. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you get updates on all new episodes. Feedback is sincerely appreciated.